<laughs> Got there in the end. Andrew oh. fixed her hand crack because she can't do it because of her nails. I don't, look, I've tried so hard not to bite them for so long and they're at a nice length now. I'm so scared of breaking them. <sighs> well, I guess we should just say hi because it's been a while. Yeah, look, you are. Um, it's we've we've had a bit of a hiatus. What's happened since we last? We went on holiday. We did, and then you were a bit poorly. Well, then I got COVID. <laughs> I selfishly got COVID so that we couldn't bring, keep bringing this podcast to you. So we're sorry about that. Um. And then purely laziness on my part, really. Um, we probably yeah, could have done last then, week. We've, we've just kind of both been a bit dejected, maybe. We've had stuff going a bit on. Down just, and just eh. tired and worn out. And... and I think it's best when we do this when we're at our uh, on our A game. Um, which to, is never. <laughs> which is never. To give you guys the most. As close to uh, our A game. Yeah. Best experience of us. So, yeah, sorry we've been gone, but we're back now. Um, and none of you have been blowing up the Facebook page saying, we want our podcast, so... So, we figure that you're okay with it. We've also lost at least one one listener for the short term, for reasons we weren't going to. Oh, oh okay. Um, so this is Ben's Bedtime Stories, and this is where I read Ben a bedtime story... And it's never a fairy tale. Um, ben? Are you ready I'm for ready. your bedtime story? This, I planned this weeks ago, like before we went on holiday. So this is all exciting for me again. Um, there is a massive 19 bedroom mansion uh, the address is 431 Hillside Avenue, Westfield, Jersey City, New Jersey. Massive, like very uh, elaborate. They had like a um, chandelier that was from Tiffany's. Really, really I fancy. What about breakfast at Tiffany's? Chewing. <sighs> I, I, yeah. I'm so hungover. I'm sorry. This is... I'm not on my A game. There's a chandelier. Fancy. It is December the 7th, 1971. And that's my aunt's birthday. She wasn't born then. Or was she? Who knows? She was not born in 1971. Was she, was she not? Oh, okay. No. <laughs> okay. Let's jump straight into it. <laughs> the bodies of... You were born in the 90s. Do you really think your nan would have been born in 1971? My aunt, oh, not my nan. nan. Oh, okay, yeah, maybe your aunt might You be. twat waffle. Oh, I'm, sh I'm awful shy. Oh, gee. I'm The bodies... <laughs> I wasn't listening. <laughs> you really weren't. Dead bodies. Chaos. 
That's it. That's that, the end of the episode. End. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> no, the bodies of Helen List, who was 46, um, her daughter Patricia, who was 16, and her sons Frederick, who was 13, and John Jr., who was 15, uh, they're all found dead in sleeping bags. This is how fancy this house is, right? They were found in the ballroom. That's like next level fancy, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of ballrooms and no. stuff in people's homes. Or like billiard room. That's a fancy word, isn't it? That's a fancy room, billiard. Yeah. Does anyone play? Is billiards a thing? Do people play billiards? Billiards is a thing. I just yeah. don't know how often it's played anymore. Like, you get pool and snooker balls, and billiards is similar to pool, I think, but it's, you know, you don't get billiard halls. No. Mind you, we're not, like, in the top 1%. Maybe it's like a rich guy's thing. Blue chip thing. Yeah. Uh, they've all been shot. And upstairs, Helen's mother-in-law, Alma, who's 84, her body's upstairs in one of the rooms. She's been shot as well. Helen's husband, John List, is nowhere to be found. And all of the photos around the house have creepily had John's face cut out of them. That it's like horror level, horror movie level ickiness, isn't it? Yeah, that's some like Hannibal uh, yeah. level shit. Yeah. Um, so the bodies were found only because, and this is really creepy, the neighbours had noticed that there wasn't much movement in and out of the house. There wasn't anyone, they didn't see anyone. Um, and all the lights have been on in the house for ages and one by one they've all been like burning out, like turning off. Like the light bulbs have been um, like fizzling out. And obviously when they're like, oh, okay, someone's clearly not just switching off these lights, they're all going out one by one, that's when the police were called and the bodies were discovered. The bodies have been there a month. I can't... I hope that's a big ballroom with good air con, because... I can't smell good. I don't think it would make a difference either way, would it? Not good. So, this missing guy, John List... Shifty. He was born Bay City, Michigan, September the 17th, 1925. Um, his family were devout Lutheran. Uh, it's like a, I think that's like a sect of Christianity. Um, and he Specifically devoted to Lutheran. <laughs> yeah. With Lutheran. Uh, he wanted to be a Sunday school teacher like his dad. Um... 1943 he enlisted in the US Army and he served as a lab technician during World War Two. in 46 he was discharged and he uh, went to university he got a BA in business administration and a master's in accounting in November 1950 um, this was when the Korean War escalated and John was recalled um, back into the military that is where he met Helen Morris Taylor. She had a daughter from a previous relationship called Brenda. And John and Helen start to date and they get married in the year after, 1951. The family then moved to Northern California. And in 1952, John completes his second tour in the army. And he then goes on to work as an accountant um, at a firm in, Mich in Michigan 
I'm going to try and say this now, in Michigan, Kalamazoo. That's a place in Michigan, possibly. Um, they lived in Kalamazoo and they had their three children. And then by 1959, um, secretly to the rest of the outside world, their family life is going downhill a bit. Uh, Helen has become an alcoholic and she's quite unstable. In 1960, Brenda, the uh, daughter from the previous relationship, she gets married and leaves the family home. And the rest of the family move to Rochester, New York. And John gets a job with Xerox and is the director of accounting services. So he's doing okay. In 1965, he then gets a position at a bank in Jersey City, New Jersey, and he's the vice president, so like minted. Um, he moves with his wife and the kids, and he moves in his mum to Breeznall, a 19 room Victorian mansion the address 431 hillside avenue uh in westfield and oh yeah sorry it wasn't a i don't know chandelier it was a, a tiffany skylight which in today's money that would have been worth one million pounds alone so mega mega rich um and they have a ballroom so that's fancy um Seems to be a bit. Are, they, are these people murdered because of their wealth? Because you seem quite preoccupied with the chandelier in the ballroom. I'm just very impressed by it. Okay. There's not many people that have that. No, I know, but I mean, it just seems very elaborate. So they've got this perfect family life um, on the outside. However. Uh, John's co-workers said that he had a lack of social skills, didn't have any friends, and there was a lot of job hopping. And this is because, it turns out, he was actually losing these jobs. He wasn't leaving them. That's never a good sign. Um, however, unknown to his family, they still assumed that he was working. He started leaving the house every morning to go to work. He would go to the train station, sit and read a newspaper and would pretend to be at work and then just come in later on in the evening like, hi, honey, I'm home. <laughs> oh, what a day. You know, Janet, I keep telling you about in the office. Yeah, she's been a real fucking pain in the ass again. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not going to work, so he's not earning money and the bills are racking up. And I can't imagine how expensive the mortgage on a 19 bedroomed mansion would be. Probably not, not very cheap. Um, so 1971, it's November the 9th. The kids get up, leave school, and this you is when- You get a lot more bang for your buck in America, don't you? Like if you're rich in America, you get so much more than being rich in the UK. Do you? Yeah, like, in like my, a ballroom. Like, the house we live in is around the £200,000 mark. We won't get into specifics. Mm -hmm. But £200,000 worth converting into dollars in America would just be a different world of house. And there's a lot like, more land over there, isn't there? Yeah. So. I wonder how much that, like, A for Adley people's house is worth now. Oh, yeah. Because they, like, pretty much built that, didn't they, from yeah. the ground up. 
Yeah, just buying your own plot of land out just there. Just actually putting a yeah. skate park on it and a swimming pool. And yeah. Like buying your own lake. Oh, I know. Yeah, fuck this podcast. Let's just go and do some YouTube videos. <laughs> so his kids have left for school. Uh, John's not left to pretend to go to work this day. And he comes up behind Helen, his wife, who's 46 at the time. And he has a 9mm semi-automatic handgun. He shoots her in the back of the head. He then goes upstairs to where his mother is, Alma, who's 84. And he shoots her above her left eye. That afternoon... Patricia, 16, and Frederick, 13, come home from school and he shoots them both in the back of the head, killing them. Proper, like, execution style, isn't it? Like, really... Yeah, like, very... Um, like, normally, if it's not a particularly planned or callous or cold-blooded murder, you, the, the gunshots are a bit erratic and wild, aren't they? Mm. Like, 15 times in the stomach and he has to stab them because he's missed too many but shots like, or whatever. But, like, once to the back of but, the like, head. Once to the back of the head. It's very, like... it. it it sounds very sort of almost espionage, doesn't it? Like, yeah. Kind of walk in shots with Bam. silencers and stuff yeah. like that. Um, really grim. He then goes into the sandwich and makes himself a sandwich. Has a bit of lunch. Goes into the kitchen and makes himself a sandwich? Yeah. Doesn't go into the sandwich and make himself a sandwich, does he? I did not <laughs> say that. <laughs> he did. <laughs> and this is recorded. He went to the, he went to the kitchen... Made himself a sandwich, sat down, had a spa lunch. It's hungry work. Yeah. He then drove to the bank and closed his bank account and his mum's bank account. He emptied out all of his mum's savings because she had a little bit sitting in the bank. He then goes to Westfield High and watches his son John Jr. play in a football game. Fucking hell. And then he... Just like everything's normal, like he hasn't just murdered half your family. Yeah. Um, he then drove them both home, and John Jr. Presumably has... he's left the bodies in the house. Yeah. Right. John Jr. has um, bullet wounds to the chest and face, which means they think he tried to defend himself and tried to resist. Um, so John Jr., 15, would have entered the house, probably seen what was going on, and then... John's executed him. John calls the school and says that the kids are visiting a grandparent in South Carolina, so they're not going to be at school for a little while. They're going to be absent. And then he writes a five-page letter to his pastor, um, saying that he, you know, he's really worried. He's he's trying to save his family's souls, and he mentions that his daughter Patricia wanted to become an actress. And this is really sinful and corrupt. He didn't want to do in that. Um, he then also contacted the their mail and newspaper delivery and their milk delivery and stopped that. Said, nope, won't be needing that anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And he put the bodies into sleeping bags and dragged them into the ballroom and left his mother's body upstairs. He Why? then cuts out... Oh, she can't ask him, he's dead. He's not dead. He then cuts out himself from all the family photos in the house. Well, like, that couldn't be me. I've never even met these people. Yeah. What the fuck? He turns down the thermostat and turns up the radio and leaves the house. 
and this is when the lights are left on day and night but obviously there's no movements for the house and that's where one by one the lights will start to burn out and the neighbours contact the police. So they find the bodies obviously, they realise John's missing and now they're on a manhunt for him but he's got a pretty good head start because they've not found those bodies until like a month later. You can be anywhere in a, you can be anywhere in a, in a week, in a, can't you? Yeah. Um, they Even find. In the 80s or 70s. Yeah, they find the family car parked at the JFK airport, um, but there's no evidence of John boarding any flights, so he's not left the country. Um, I think he probably would have parked his car there to maybe try and... Let them think that you escaped that. with a false passport or something. Yeah, but then... Yeah. So we now know, which will come to light later, that John travelled by train and bus from New Jersey... To Michigan and then to Denver, Colorado. Um, in 1972, he got a accounting job, and he used an old classmate's name, Robert Peter Clark. That's what he started going by as. He joined a Luther Lutheran church. Um, he even ran a carpool to help members get there and back. I used a friend's name once to get out of a ticket from PCSO. You never... T what did you do? Nothing. He just got annoyed because we were skateboarding somewhere. Oh. Look. Skateboarding's not a crime, people. No, you could have been doing crack. I mean, it's much worse things. In my town, this absolute shithole that we live in, it mm -hmm. literally is a crime in certain areas. And it's one of the You cannot skateboard in the town. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it wasn't a crime at the time. So no. I gave him a false name. But the guy whose name I gave him, uh, his surname is Drew Batty. And I thought, no one's ever going to think I've made that up. I would think you've made that up. No, you wouldn't think you've made that up. That's sure. like... Why would you admit to that name? Like... Because kids make up stupid things. Like, but um, they were cool, to be fair. Like, What's your name? Holden McGroin. Like, <laughs> that's a fake name. <laughs> um, so what did he do? Just give you a ticket with that name on it? Yeah. Oh. Well, that's weird. I told him when I was skating away that it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Uh, yeah, so he goes by the name as Robert Peter Clark now. Um, he met a lady called Dolores Miller. And they got married in 1985. Oh, Yeah, I know. In February 1988, they moved to Midlothian, Virginia, and he gets another job as an accountant. I mean, he was stressed out the first time. I mean, how good an accountant can he be? <laughs> if he keeps getting sacked. <laughs> um, so this is, this is really clever. This is how he gets caught. The TV show America's Most Wanted um, on air... 1989 they had a man come on who created a sculpture of what they thought john list would look like he's been missing at this point for 18 years a sculpture Sculpt like a facial sculpture yeah, I, mean, I mean there must be better ways of doing that i could draw in you... sculpture seems a little bit overindulgent <laughs> but maybe he enjoyed making sculptures which is fine but i mean you know I mean, the guy's been missing money. for 18 years. Is another week or two going to make a difference? Probably not. No, but then it's you enjoy like making a shrine, that. isn't it? It's like you enjoy making that sculpture. Um, 
so the the forensic artist was called Frank Bender. <laughs> um, and you said it like you knew I'd laugh, didn't you? Yes. And it's so creepy because you'll have to look up on your phone. The sculpture they made, or maybe it was a... I'm sure it was a sculpture. It's spot on. Like, it's completely the same. It's really creepy how they imagine that he would have aged and this guy got it, like, on point. And less than two weeks later, there was a couple in Denver... Um, just happened to be watching TV and they're like, oh, that looks like our old neighbour, Robert Clark. And they phone in and that's how they realise that that's where he is. So June the 1st, 1989, John's arrested. And he's like, look, no, this is not me. My name Six is... Six before the best day of the entire world. When you were born. He's there like... There you go, random listeners across the world. <laughs> yeah, my day better. Now my credit card details are as follows. <laughs> um, but when he gets arrested, John's like, "I'm, I'm not John. I'm Robert Clark," and he stands by the fact that <laughs> it was immediate. It was Patricia. <laughs> Absolutely, that's not me. Um, so they take his fingerprints and they manage to match it up to his military records, and then he can't get out of it anymore. Um, and it took until February the 16th, 1990. Uh, John confessed, finally, to the murders of his mum, wife and children. Um, he said the reasons were financial difficulties from losing his job. Um, that he hid all of that from his family. He had stole his mum's money. He said he was fed up dealing with his alcoholic wife. He was also fed up with her untreated syphilis. Um, yeah, not... no pain there. Thank you. My alcoholic wife and her untreated syphilis. Uh huh. Um, and <laughs> he's. <laughs> you won't be derailed, will you? I, I'm not. I'm telling the story. And he said another reason that he uh, uh, killed her was because she would frequently belittle him about his. Um, Performance, performance in the bedroom. Oh, I wasn't mm. that far away. I thought it was going. I just thought it was going to be a joke. And just... <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, very um, like he was like humiliated. She had all. syphilis, and he took. She took the piece out of him know. in the bedroom. It's not proven whether she had syphilis. Just he could have he made claims. that up. Yeah, he just claimed that. Um, but the main thing is like he was just so humiliated about the fact that he wasn't this big shot that he had made out himself to be and he was probably going to lose his home uh so he also said that he wanted to kill his family so that they would go to heaven because he wanted to save their souls he didn't have any remorse and he never cried when talking about this and he was um what's the word uh like Evaluated, no, evaluated psychologically, and they, he was diagnosed with suffering from obsessive compulsive personal personality disorder. Um, and he said it was a case of either accepting welfare or I could kill my family. And one of them just seemed far more obvious than the other. Yeah, he viewed it as a complete failure to have to go on to welfare and that went against his father's teachings from when his father was like as a kid like you should never be on welfare that's embarrassing um and october the 12th 1990 he was uh charged with five counts of first degree murder 
and he he said in court I feel that because of my mental state at the time I was unaccountable for what happened I ask all affected for their forgiveness understanding and prayer and he did not get that he was um, found guilty and given five life terms he was interviewed in 2002 and he was asked why did you kill all your family and not yourself because a lot of these things like we've seen in the news this week um over here there are a lot of these people that like go on a, a shooting spree a lot of it ends with them shooting themselves um so he was asked you know why did you kill all of your family and not you and he said because if i'd have shot myself that meant that i wouldn't have got into heaven and one day i want to reunite with my family in heaven just I'm, I, I don't know how does he how does he think in his head that makes sense no it, it it's a severe form of delusion isn't it it like, is um but he like, i'm not taking any responsibility for this yeah yeah it was my mental state that's that's why that's why it happened hope mm. you, i hope you understand i'm sorry yeah Oh, because, sorry, well, going to bring the people back, is he, it, mate? Yeah, no. So, March the 21st, 2008... And he, it's weird, because it, it, it seems like a psychotic action to just... Mm. To, to rationalise the thing of, I know, I'll kill the family, rather than... That won't stop me getting into heaven, but killing myself will. Yeah, rather than, I know, I'll take welfare. But then, mm. he can't have been psychotic, because... He knew enough to know that it was wrong, which is why he tried to mask the fact that it had happened. And is he really bothered about reuniting with his family? Because he moved on and had 18 years of like freedom and a new family. That's weird, isn't it? Him, weird. Like, rocking up to work on a Monday, like, yeah. oh, how was your weekend? Imagine being his missus and finding out, like, what? You had another family and you killed them? Mad. Crazy. By the way, we need a chat because I had another family. Oh. And I killed them. So. Right. Um. So I need to question what you've been doing in the day then. But well, I'm still like a great guy, so. It's okay. Fine. Well, I mean, look, I'll give you my forgiveness, understanding, and prayers. I'm still the loving husband and yeah. father that you know. Okay. Just not to mm. those guys. Good. That's good. <laughs> but to be fair, she did have syphilis. Oh, well, that's understandable. Yeah. Was it untreated? Untreated, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, fully support your decision to... Um, Bump her off. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, March 2008, he died of pneumonia at the age of 82 uh, in prison. And in 1972, the mansion was actually destroyed by arson 10 months after the murders. So I want to know what happened to the Tiffany skylight that get ruined <laughs> i mean this is the really important <laughs> question surely you need to be able to dig into a rabbit hole on reddit and look and does just... anyone know anyone did that get auctioned off i mean he could have sold that and carried on paying his mortgage for a bit not killed his family yeah yet yeah he and might then... have staved off the insatiable quest for murdering his own family i wonder if he'd done it again you know to his second family 
Would he have then bumped off his next wife? Don't know. Maybe he'd have been like, I'd be a bit more financially prudent this time, so... Imagine getting away for 18 years. I mean, after like a year or two, you'd probably think, whew, I'm in the clear, wouldn't you? 18 years, like, oh, shit, man. Almost got away with it. Like, you know. I wouldn't have got away with it too if it wasn't for you pesky sculpture artists. <laughs> um, yeah, that is the uh, the bedtime story of John List. There we go. Did you enjoy? Yeah. Do you remember when I watched that Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix? There was the guy in France that did something similar to that and he's still not been found to this day. Do you remember that? Um, no, a lot ah. of the stuff that you watch all kind of meshes in together. They found like the family's bodies. Oh, and the two dogs. I'm sure he killed the dogs as well. Um, that's, that's a real like, bastard. That's there real should mean. Be a, a world, there should be a global manhunt. There should be like should be. Madeline McCann funds going into Absolutely. that sort of thing to find this guy. Really that's sad. just horrendous. He, I'm sure he like, like it's awful buried to kill in the garden. Family, but to kill your dog it's guys. Not, not cool. Um, but yeah, he's still not been found. But who knows? Like, that was maybe 10, 15 years ago, so maybe he's living his best life out there. Um, remarried. Maybe he's got another sprog or two. I just... That's mad, isn't it? You would literally have to move to, like, a, a whole other country. Because... I mean, maybe this is just because this is a very small town, but everyone knows each other, don't they? You could never do that around here. Yeah, I mean, there's a big difference between the sort of thing you can get away with on a, on a estate bit of land. Like, the, a lot of places in America have a lot more land than the sort of places that we have here anyway. Like, most homes have got what we would consider an absolutely gigantic front and back garden, even in, like, relatively, like, lower to middle class areas, do you mm. know what I mean? But... Well, like some of their states like, are bigger than our whole country. If you've got country. a 19 bedroom house with chandeliers and everything, you've got to consider. You've got to assume that there was quite a considerable piece of land. I honestly well. think it was stupidity. I, I think you should live within your means. If you've got three kids, you don't need 19 bedrooms. Yeah, I feel like they bought it on themselves. That's greed. They didn't bring it on themselves. That's victim blaming at its best, but. No, I mean, he bought the debt on himself. Yeah, don't take on... So did his on... missus, to be fair. Like, why would you agree to move into a 19-bedroom house? She's there, like, just slurring away, like, I have, um... Syphilis? Syphilis so that I need to I deal with. I don't care where we are. I can't... <laughs> I, I need 19 <laughs> bedrooms because I need at least one a week for the sh <laughs> merciless amount of sheets that I ruined. <laughs> no, no, I mean, she's dead. Let's not speak in the <laughs> Oh, God, we don't even know if she actually had syphilis. No, we don't. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm really sorry if your ghostly body can hear me. Or so, if you out there have syphilis and are offended by this. No, I mean, um, if you have syphilis out there, then, you know. Why are you not in the 1800s? Because that is an out-of-date really. out STD, I think. Syphilis is very Victorian. I Did you know? I don't know how true this is. I saw this I on... Disgusting. Go change your bed. <laughs> Um, no, I I saw on TikTok someone talking about um, old uh, old thing, historical facts, and one of the things they said is that um, originally chlamydia was called the clap because 
and this could be completely wrong, they used to think that smacking a book on your private parts, <laughs> like clapping it, would get rid of it. God, I hope that's true. I really hope that is. You just imagine, is, like... in my, like, my sense of humour is very, very childish. There are very, very few things funnier than somebody getting hit in the nuts. So the, the fact of that could be... If that fact could be a fact and actually be real... But do you know what's in my head? That would complete me. <laughs> but do you know what's in my head? That underneath that book, they're splatting some massive boil, right? And it's like in Kevin and Perry when they're squeezing all their spots. They splat that book down and it just... That'd that's be, that that's the lovely. that's what I see in my head, and Ooh, I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> like just smacking a white head. <laughs> I don't know how true it is. I have no idea. I, see, I, I mean, I sincerely hope so. I really Maybe hope one it of is. our eleven listeners will. Do will, you know? Yeah, please tell us. Do you have syphilis? Do you have any ruined books? If it's true, that's tell what us. the nineteen bedrooms are for. Just completely ignore it. That's what the 19 versions are for. She splatted that book on her minge and just every room. Goo everywhere. <laughs> there was like three regular bedrooms in fifth, and like These ones. 13 libraries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just all the books that people did not want to use again. <laughs> Ironically, one of them's like a doctor's journal of, of medicine. How to actually treat <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, that is funny. Um, I'm going to have to get back into the swing of things. Um, that was a uh, real shit house thing to do. What? So one of the guys on the other team of the game that I'm playing, because as uh, some listeners might know, I play games while me and Andrew are having these conversations. I'm playing the NBA, and this guy's stolen the ball, and he's got right up for a slam dunk, and then somebody else called a timeout, so he's literally on his way to the rim, and it's just, oh, like, just pulled him back. Mean. Um... Little update on, I guess, where things have been, Ben. Apart from having COVID, anything else interesting going on? Anything in your life that you need to. Anything you want to say? I mean, you've got all this stuff going on in your life. Well, I just wanted to look. I was just being polite, letting you go first. Oh, okay. Is this the happy thoughts yeah. bit? Is that yeah, what you're doing? Yeah, go for it. All right, so you didn't lead into that very Oh, well. sorry. Okay. Look, I'm very hungover right now, and I also have syphilis. Well, I mean... Which drives you mad, um, and f- I'm losing my mind, it's so... It's going to be football-related again. Go for it. Just football's back. Like, properly oh, back. Oh, like, no. To... Last time we did this, we were talking about Euros, I think. Yeah, That's that was sad. sad times. Sad times. I went to... I went to... But uh, to Latimer Park and watched our home team, hometown team play, and that was good. I mean, they, the team we played weren't very good, and, but you know we won. And you know it's just nice to be back with the lads and a beer in a hand and at the ground and and just having a laugh with everybody. And then went to the pub and watched the proper Premier League, which is back as well. And fans are allowed back in the stadiums and everything. Just you know, like I said, it just seems quite a bit normal again. Mm. That is good. Um, you know, and like it's it's hard to describe, but watching a football match without fans, you know, it, I was glad of it because obviously it was a relief to have football back. But especially as a distraction from the fact that so many other things were still shut. Yeah, like it wasn't the same. Like it's not the same without like 
proper chants and banter and songs and, and everything. You know, all of the, the reactions when somebody hits a post or when a goal goes in or when somebody has a chance or there's a bad tackle. It's just, it's all part of this amazing thing that makes football so exciting to watch. And like, you know, having real fans in there rather than like crowd noises, it's just, yeah, it's pretty special. Let's oh, get good. Crowds back. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's my happy thought. Oh, good. It's all, I mean, it's almost always going to be football related. That's true. We have to have football corner. It's the crux of doing this on a, on a, on a, on a weekend day. Because well, when you most of my weekends football. involve football, so. Um, well, I guess you already know this, but I'll tell the people who listen. Uh, my happy thought is that I, before we went on a holiday, I got offered a full-time job. So, um, in a week, I will be starting that. I've been going out buying work clothes, that's been fun. Um really looking forward to doing that need to start saving up some money and um buy a 19 bedroom house yeah and for god's sake i need to save up and buy some medicine to treat my syphilis yeah um but i am fully devoted to uh still doing this every week um if you've got any suggestions of anything any stories any crime related or gruesome history stories that you want me to do then go on to our facebook group and just Ben's bedtime stories let us know if not i'm gonna pick them um so yeah i guess we'll see you next week say bye ben see you next tuesday sunday Bye, bye ben